ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Lenny Crew Wheeler, and uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to do a little chattering and uh, talk about that. Uh, if you don't know, uh, chatterbaits, uh, vibrating jigs as they're called, chatterbaits are you know, uh, patented or copyrighted or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, so it's vibrating jigs. Uh, we're going to talk about them. What, what makes them so special? Why are they so effective, especially this time of year? And we'll have some uh, some fun as well. We're going to have uh, Rob with uh, Rob Wendell. Uh, sorry if I just butchered your last name there, bud. Um, on with the Midwest Kayak Tournament. Or, 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 or Great Lakes Kayak Tournament. We had him on last week, uh, but we ran out of time and uh, asked him to come back on. So we're going to have him on and, and talk about some of that here in a little bit. <clears throat> we're also going to uh, recap this past weekend. Um, uh, we had a, uh, an online tourney, and uh, I was fortunate enough to win. Um, so uh, um, that, that was a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we're going to look into what's coming up this weekend for me. Uh, I have a uh, American Bass Anglers um, Weekend Series tourney um, on the famed H. Kerr Reservoir, or Bugs Island, as many people know it as well. It's going to be very interesting. Um, so, uh, just like always, we're going to take a quick break, and we come right back. We'll uh, we'll see where we go. Not quite sure yet. Kind of going by my seat of my pants today. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. chatter is the the subject of uh, tonight's show um and rob if i, I had rob on uh, on hold and i lost him rob if you can hear this or you or whatever give me a call back buddy uh <laughs> we'll get right to you um now 
the the vibrating jig. People call it jitterbaits. There's there's a hundred names out there for them. What is it? Is the the biggest thing people ask me. And the the best way I can explain them is a a, a metal or or hard plastic blade, okay, or 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 just piece of 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 yeah, metal or plastic connected to a jig head of some short, sort or molded into uh, a piece of lead or tungsten connected to a hook that when pulled through the water at two different fulcrum points, okay, creates a side-to-side action or wobble that entices bass, walleye, catfish, redfish, whatever, to bite. Okay, and and I say there's so many variations of it. Um, <laughs> there's so many variations of that style, okay, of, of what it is. Uh, Striking just came out with the new style. Um, you know, uh, there are other companies that they use plastic uh, on their on their blade. Um, you know there are, are are some companies that that have this super elaborate system that you know to, to keep everything you know working correctly that almost loses its its you know free you know feel freeness. I guess sort of put it. Um, so what? What I look for, or, or or how to how to look at it is is like this. Okay, the ones I use, I use two different types of or styles of vibrating jigs. Jigs. I, I I'm a uh, a Z-Man guy, uh, the, the Chatterbait guy. Z-Man or that style of company makes a Chatterbait. The original Chatterbait. <laughs> It's famous for a reason. Okay, it's a solidly made product that, just like anything else, you know, has its flaws. One being, if you pound the bass, redfish, or you get a slaunch that absolutely destroys your bait, it is very hard to retune it to make it work correctly. Major flaw. The second one I use is actually something I've been working on as of recent. is my own custom style where I can actually remove the blades or remove the the main, the, the quote-unquote jig and re-put re it back on. Um, which gives me a lot of flexibility. Gives me that um, ability to just like uh, a spinner bait, where I can change out the skirt, change out the head, change out the blades, you know, to to the situation I'm in rather quickly is is nice. Um, so you know, it's 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 a great thing to have. But first, we're gonna take a quick time of the topic because I have Rob back, and I don't want to lose him again. 
Uh, this is Rob Wendell. Am I getting that right? Yep, you got it right. Okay, and you are with, remind me again? The Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. That's what I'm talking about, man. Um, we're talking about chatterbaits tonight, but I know that you want to get your um, your, your voice to be heard. Uh, and, and uh, you know, KFR and the Low Sodium Show, highly support you guys, man. You know, because the, the, the Midwest, the North, even though you guys don't get the chance to fish in a kayak, but only eight months out of the year, if that, if you're lucky. Um, mm-hmm. you know, is a boom of amazingness. And I, and I say that because you guys have, I'm talking the northern tier, you know, the, the Canadian belt, as I call them, states, you know, have the most amazing uh, smallmouth waters in the country, except for maybe New York, uh, and, and, you know, just, just slaunches. Um, you know, the, the cleanest water I have ever fished, and I had an opportunity to fish it in Minnesota um, about eight years ago, and it was amazing. I mean, we're talking, you know, 30, 40, 50 foot of visibility and, and seeing a smallmouth swim. It was like, oh, God, um, you know, it was. Yeah, it's something you know, else, and uh, there's you know, some big, big fish. And, and it's kayak-friendly because, you know, there are so many small little ponds and lakes and, and you know, areas up there, thanks to the old glacier that moved through, that you can literally literally be driving. And it's like a, a, a freak-out because you look over to your left and there's six or seven lakes, you know, within a mile radius of, of, of on your left-hand side of the road. Look to your right and there's 20 more. And it's just like, oh, and they're all filled with musky and walleye and big crappie and big smallmouth. Big smallmouth, three to four pounders. Um, you know, he's just like, oh. And then you come around the corner and there's a, a lake and you look and you've got, you know, really good, you know, uh, uh, weed coverage. And you look in there and there's a, a 10-pound largemouth just kind of wallowing. You're like, oh, my God. You know, so, I mean, great. And then you got the Great Lakes. I mean, that that is... You know, not as much, or yeah, pretty much, you know, all around there. But you guys have, you know, not just the already quote unquote native species, the smallmouth, the musky, you know, the perch, which which I've seen guys fill up a whole boat with perch, you know, in half a day. Um, but you guys have the 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 non quote unquote native species, the trout's, the salmon's, you know, all these species that are are flourishing. And things to go after in, on the low sodium sh- side, that is just awesome. You know, you you could literally spend a day working. You know, a, a, a four mile stretch of of water, and go from muskies to walleye to perch to you know catching a salmon to you know working that same ledge. Uh, you know, after you caught that salmon, you throw out like a, a MEPS big spinner bait on uh, inline spinner, and, and you cast that sucker out, and you reel it back in. All of a sudden, you get a muskie. You know, it just um, it just blows my mind. You know how um, you know how awesome y'all y'all's water is. Um, you know, 
and it's I'm really excited that the Midwest is starting to embrace the kayaking lifestyle and getting away from just, you know, white water and touring to realizing, hey, we've got a great platform here, especially for those salmon and, and big, 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 big lake trout that you guys have, um, you know, in those marinas and stuff like that, you know, where, you, where it's kind of hard to do a lot of things in a boat, but it's perfect for a guy in a kayak. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for you guys, man. That's uh, I mean, you guys got Oh, yeah, got we're awesome really stuff. excited to... We we really want to show off the, the versatility of the Great Lakes, you know, and like you said, it's got everything. Cold water species, warm water species, you can touch it all. And so we're starting off small with three tournaments, uh, a walleye, a bass, and a salmon, and we're gonna grow from there. So it's gonna it's gonna be uh, quite exciting this summer. Oh yeah, and, and you know, you guys have such a a variety that you can do. You know, you could do a whole you know, you could you could go from, you know, Minnesota you know, Michigan, Illinois, um, trying to do my geography in my head. Um, you know, uh, let's see here, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. You know, you can encompass all that, plus the Canadian side as well. If, you know, the you know Canadians get on board and they, they start doing their own thing, you can really encompass it and make it a, you know, an international, quote-unquote, you know, tournament that would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> that's a great thing about, uh, you know, kayak fishing is that, I mean, there were folks that were, um, driving down from Canada to fish the AFWC in South Florida, you know, mind boggling but that's the great thing about a kayak is all you do is you throw it on top of the, the your, your truck or in the bed of your truck or on top of your car or on a trailer if you're that fancy load up a paddle PFD and seat grab your rods some choice beverages for when you get there not while you're driving you know and you know go anywhere in this country and all, along the way be like hey it looks like a, a fishy spot unload in 20 minutes and be on the water fishing you're not worried about extra gas or, or, or you know, um, you know, having your bilges checked, you know, to make sure you don't have any invasive species. You know, all you have to do is, you know, show that you have something in there. Um, you know, a little bit of bleach, and you're you're rocking and rolling. You know, it's just an awesome, awesome thing that we have um, the ability to do. And, and my wife keeps on looking at me like, and you want to leave this world to you know, go uh, professional bass fishing. And I look at it, I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm promoting, <laughs> um, which, which is nice. Uh, we got uh, my co-host, Matt uh, Yak Chum Trucks, decided to show up late. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Good evening, Mark. I just got home from work, man. I, I ran home as fast as I could. Well, drove, but uh, I'm here now. <laughs> Jersey. If, if it yeah. takes tw- if it should take twenty minutes, add a, a, a zero at the end of that, and that's about as long as it really takes. Um, Indeed. <laughs> I, I literally but, um, work seven miles from my house, and it takes me about I don't know uh, fifteen minutes to get home. <laughs> that's, nice. that's when there's no traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got Rob with the Great Lakes tournament uh, on the line. And, um, yeah, man, I mean... Hey, Rob, what's going on, man? How's it going? 
Um, so, Rob, break down the, the tournament again, where the locations are, where people can find you and or find the, the tournament stuff, and um, any other pertinent information that they need to know to join you and the rest of the the crew in uh, getting in on some awesome action. Well, you can find the information on how to sign up for a tournament it's on Facebook if you just look up Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. And basically, we're just starting off small with the series, three tournament series, First uh, tournament is a walleye tournament on May 3rd. That's on the Fox Channel Lakes in Illinois. Um, it's going to be a top uh, three three fish, you know, length CPR tournament. Um, we're limiting it to 40 participants per tournament. Um, the second one is going to be in Ottawa, Illinois for bass, and it's going to be the same rules there. And then to wrap it up, we're going to have a salmon tournament in uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, right on Lake Michigan, uh, hopefully for the biggest salmon of the year coming in in September 6th. Nice. And then the, the winner of the series gets a Hobie Outback. Um, first three places in each tournament get cash payouts. Uh, we should be able to give out $700 a first place in each one and then down from there. And uh, there will be big fish prizes. We're getting sponsors. It should be really good events. That is awesome, buddy. That is absolutely awesome. So Facebook is a place to be. If you're in the Midwest, we're going to be in the Midwest with your plastic Navy. Check them out. Um, Rob, if you do me a favor, jump onto my uh, event page on KFR and okay. post the, the, the link. And uh, I'll make sure that we put that out there and get that out there for folks to uh, to participate. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, man. Please uh, feel free to stay on the line. But um, you know, and, and add anything that you want or ask questions. That's what what I'm here for. And um, but we got to take a quick break, and we come right back. We'll get right back into a little bit of chatter, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. All right, many people ask me, what is one of my secrets to success? Well, the first one is having the ability to fish many techniques with as little extra gears or as little gear as possible. And I do this with Tommy Head Jigs. To be able to take one jig head and run as many different styles as I can, from shaky head to just putting a skirt in a trailer or running it with a swim bait. The, your mind is your limitation. So check them out at TommyHeadJigs.com or demand them at your local tackle store and let them know that Mark from the Low Sodium Show sent you. Tommy Head Jigs. Turn fishing into catching. Get it on.
Yeah, I gotta tell you, I like those Tommy head jigs. I, I can't wait to put some of these uh, these uh, Power Team Lures uh, slant, uh, hammer shads on there, man. That'd be really yeah, cool. They are one of my, you know, the, the the hammer shad isn't just and and it comes with a drop shot. You can buy the drop shot kit, and you can run like that. Which you're really limiting yourself with those hammer shads. You know, you have the ability with with those two. Rig them on a three-odd hook. Now you got a weightless fluke style, you know, jerk bait, and they, they have pretty decent action doing that. Um, you know, put them on a on a trailer on a on a um, swim jig, and if, and of course I use Tommy heads for all my swim jigs because it's got that round head. It really cuts through, you know, wood, lily pads really really well. You know, or or even taking that the hammer shad itself, and and you know. Uh, putting on the back of a chatterbait, you know, or any other jig for that matter. Um, you know, like, like I said, having that ability, you know, to, to keep your, your gear minimalized, but have as much success as possible uh, with what you have and working it in so many different variations is, you know, is how, you know, the, the, the pros, granted they have, you know, tons of gear, but if you look at it, you know, KVD, he, he runs maybe seven techniques all the time. And he is extremely effective with them because they're his strengths. You look at, um, like, the big show, Terry Scroggins. He's got five or six techniques that he goes to all the time. And it's pretty much the same baits, different colors, different variations. That he used those seven techniques or seven baits for, and, and work them to to be successful, um, you know, and 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 that that's a key to to uh, being truly successful down the road. You know, granted, you're going to have every bait in the known world, but no matter what, it's those quote unquote confidence baits or confidence um, techniques. You know, which is what I, where I look at it. You know, that really set the weekend angler to the tournament angler. So, anyway, let's get right back into chatterbaits. Okay, uh, we were just talking. We talked before uh, we had Rob on about the, you know what is a chatterbait. A little more detail. Okay. The thing that I believe makes chatterbait so effective, it keeps you down your radio. Uh, I can hear myself there, Matt. Um, <laughs> is darn it, make me lose my concentration. Um, but what I do is I what what I look for in a really good chatterbait. Is that when is when it's running through or when it's being used, the blade itself has a big wobble. Okay, I need a, a really wide wobble. Okay, is the first thing I look for. 
That's going to be my quote-unquote weed guard. Okay, that's going to make me cut through all the grasses and, and all the wood and the, the, the you know emergence and whatever really well. Second thing I'm looking for is a sturdy blade with a very good connection, high quality um, parts. Okay, chatterbaits are great. Reason for that they're they've been great is I use pretty damn good uh, pieces on there. Okay, the hook I actually is connected to the blade. Okay, so the blade has to fail for that piece to break. The 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 snap that they use, okay, is of decent quality. All right, I change all mine out. I have a higher, heavier gauged um, wire that I use. It's a number two size. So if you're using a chatterbait or just the basic chatterbait, I don't use the pro. Uh, I don't really like that big blade, uh, except for like one or two situations. We're talking about generalization here. Um, it's a size two. Uh, uh, snap, okay, easy to remove, easy to put right back on. First thing I do out of the box, I change out the snaps, okay. Those are the two things I'm looking for. Now, you could change your, your, your quote-unquote wobble, how the blade moves, by changing the size of the jig. And that's why I like the style that I'm, I've been working on, uh, at home, I'm not going to talk much about it because it's through one of my sponsors, and it's a in uh, in testing stage. But one thing I found is that individual chatterbait comes in three sizes mostly. You have a quarter ounce, a three eighths, and a half ounce. Half ounce, really tight wobble, great for burning it in or when you need a, a larger profile. Three-eighths, a little more wobble, okay? I can keep it really high up in the water column without burning it, depending on the trailer I put on. We'll get to that in a minute. And, and it works very well for ticking the top of grass or working it really deep, really slow. Um, and what I mean by slow for me is it takes, you know, a lot of, of, uh, of personal... Um, best way to put it, uh, personal um, uh, discipline to work at that slow. Okay, um, and then you have the quarter ounce size, which is a much smaller chatterbait itself. It's you know smaller hook, smaller everything. This is what I use for smallmouth, really shallow water, largemouth and shallow water. And the first thing I always do is I remove the small skirt they have on there, I put a larger skirt on, one of my own creations, and I put a streamlined trailer on it, and that's what I'll use. Um, and I find that I get a much heavier wobble with the jig itself, where I can actually watch that jig wiggle back and forth, okay, which is going to impart action on my, my trailer, whichever one I'm using. And allows me to work it really slow on the surface or on the bottom where I need it and you know really works very well again this is one of my favorites for river fishing smallmouths it's the smallest shatter it's a quarter ounce I mean it's tiny reason is is one of my favorite techniques is to be above where I know they are let it be a pool an eddy something 
what I'll do is I'll snap that rod and I'll get a nice long cast, okay, where I am sitting perpendicular, I'm casting perpendicular to the current, okay? So the current's going from left to right. I'm going to cast straight in front of me and let that bait move from left to right. And because it's so light, and I'll use a, uh, uh, a rather large, buoyant trailer. Whether I have to add air to it or not, it all depends. What I'm doing is I'm casting out, I'm letting that, that drift, that the speed of the current, take that bait. And as it's going, I'm just tensioning my line every so often so it snaps and turns in the current. Snaps and turns in the current until I get it to where I want it to be. Once it gets into that pool, eddy, whatever... I'll hold it for a second and bring it tight. When that happens, that blade also goes and it just absolutely just creates a huge amount of commotion through that that pool. What that does is it turns those aggressive smallmouth on in a second, and they will absolutely hammer it. Okay, it works great for doing that. Just snap, just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. It gets through there, and I'll and I'll do that the whole way through till it's you know, in in line, you know, with, with with me, then I'll reel it back in, do it again, until I get them to bite. Sometimes they may be finicky, but a lot of times you can really get a humongous bite out of them. So, those are the sizes I use. Bass fishing on lakes, reservoirs, whatever, I use the two main sizes, three eighths and half ounce. Those are the two that I use. Okay. Now, with the, the, your basic chatterbait, okay? And this is for any of you guys who go to Bass Pro Dicks, your local tackle shop, if they have them. This is what's, what you're going to find, okay? Is are the, these two, the three-eighths and the half-ounce. I do not screw with the frog ones. I don't, they're, they're not my thing, okay? If I wanted to fish with a frog or frog coloration, I'll use a frog, okay? The great thing about chatterbaits is that they're imitating two or three main forage species. Crawls, depending on how you set them up. We'll talk about that in a minute. Shad, another bait fish, and brim. You're imitating those three main um, uh, you know, forage species. Okay? Now, how it all works. I use four colors and variations. I use a dark head, dark skirt with a black blade. That's my blues and blacks. That's my blues and purples um, or all blacks. That is for when I'm really in heavy muddy conditions, when I am in really, really dark conditions or at night, when I am, um, you know, flipping and pitching in a dock when I look in the water and I see, you know, it's really tannic, I'll use the blacks. Um, or for a complete variation, really clear water, vegetation, I'll use the black one as well. Next color I use is a pumpkin or watermelon color. It's usually with a brownish head, um, but I do use a black head every so often with a gold or silver blade. Those are the two you know, blades that you'll, you'll see coming up here. Um, gold or silvers are all I'll use from, from, from this point on. Um, but it's a, it's a brimish color, or it's a, a crawfish color. Depending on what trailer I use and how tight I'll trim that skirt, 
and how I'll fish it will depend on what species I'm trying to imitate. It's a great thing about a chatterbait. Okay. Now, the next two are my bait fish colorations. Chartreuse and white with some variation. You know, all chartreuse, a little bit of chartreuse and white, more white and chartreuse. Okay. And the next ones are my shad colors. Okay. Again, gold or, or, or silver blades, depending on the conditions. I'll talk about that in a second as well. My shad colorations. Um, you know, shad, it's a, one of my favorites is a gold blade. It's um, Big Bad Shad Gold. Okay, that's that's I think that's the, the name of it. It's a like black and silver kind of barbed wire skirt, gold blade, um, and it really imitates two main forages: the shad, like the blueback herring, where it's got that black back coloration, and crappie. If you have a lake filled with small crappie, that's a main forage for bass. Okay, and that's really imitates it well in the water. It has got a little bit of greenish tint to it, you know, but it's got that blacker back with a lot of spots down the side. If you run it correctly, it looks like a crappie. Um, now, with all that, you know, the colorations, here's the, the biggest thing with it, the trailers. When you pick up a chatterbait, it's going to come with a trailer. Okay, it's this little two-legged thing. Take that trailer and just put it aside. It makes a great spinnerbait trailer. Okay? It makes a great drop shot for, you know, panfish. Cut cut it down the, the, the length a little bit. Perfect for drop shot. Chatterbait, I don't use them. I don't like them. Um, they, they've got the stickiness to them that if the, it, it kind of folds around and catches the blade, it won't come off the blade. Okay? And it really will screw up your presentation for that spot. And I posted it earlier. <clears throat> a few of my favorite trailers, okay, depending on the situation. We'll start with the black one, the black, uh, black and blue, black and purple. Um, the, the colors I'll use there. <clears throat> one of my favorites to use on that is an old school, um, uh, you know, dark, um, you know, uh, like craw trailer. Okay, it just really helps bulk it up a little bit, makes it look larger than it is, and you know for those situations where I need that that big pulse, that big thump, um, I will put on a large swim bait on the back of it. Um, you know, soft plastic swim baits, uh, the swing and hammer from Power Team Lures. Um, you know, a uh, a hollow body style is what I'm getting at. Now, that's, again, dark conditions. I need that big vibration. I need that dunk, 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 dunk from that tail along with that, that, that blade. Not only pulsing through the water, but smacking that jig head, um, which I really think is, is what really sets them off is that tick, 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 tick from that jig head. Um, you know, that, that's the trailer I'll, I'll 90% of the time use for that. Um, another one I'll use is the Rage, you know, the Rage style. Um, the, the Rage Craws, the the space monkeys, stuff like that, and really dark, you know, as a trailer as well. Works very, very well. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that just really, when the conditions are right for that 
for just that one. And, I, and I, I've only got like one or two of those in my box compared to all the rest of the colors. I've got five or six of them. Um, you know, I... That, that, that's where, you know, one little situation dictates for that color. The next one I use is for the the brown one. That's my crawl. That's my bluegill coloration one. If I'm in a lake where it has no shad in there, um, where I, you know, I, there are several lakes down south. They don't have shad. They have bluegill. They have a lot of bluegill. That's when I'll use that coloration. And again, I'm looking for something that's going to imitate that. Um, the rage crawls. I won't separate the, the claws themselves. Uh, the shell cracker, great for this um, from Strike King, uh, as well as the, um, uh, the craw d'oeuvre from Power Team Lures. Perfect for this in that watermelon pumpkin color. And I've got several different skirts that, you know, depending on the coloration of that bluegill, I'll put on. Um, and I actually will use the crawl d'oeuvre to mimic early season crawls. If you take a crawl out of the water right now, if you have open water, except maybe farther south, um, when you take it out of the water now, it's got this greenish color to it, this, this watermelon green pumpkin color, okay? This is the time when I'll imitate them. And Chatterbeak does that really, 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 really well. Is what you'll do is you put on a crawl trailer. This is where the crawl derv really stands out because it doesn't flutter in the, in the water. When I'm looking to mimic a bluegill, I'll use something that flutters. Okay, has a really good action, imitating that tail. okay. When I'm not looking for that, I put a crawl d'oeuvre on there. Crawl d'oeuvre doesn't really flutter. Okay, it just kind of follows in, in waves, which is what the cr- the, cl- the craw the claws bleh, claws of a um, crawfish will do. Okay, and I'll mimic the sound of that tail smacking as they're getting away by popping my rod tip while I'm fishing it. Okay, so it's as I'm reeling in. Keeping up in the water column, making a skirt, and then dr- killing it, and just letting it drop, and just kind of tick, 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 tick. like the shells moving, and he's, as he's coming down, getting ready to fight someone off. Moment it hits bottom, I'll do it again. I'll tick, tick, right, tick, 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 as fast as I can to get that that blade and the bait to kind of wave like it's getting away. Okay, big time, hardcore bites. I mean, they hammer it. Um, if I'm using it for bluegill imitation. I'll just, you know, run it like a run it like a lipless crank. Crank it, stop it, pop it. No real wrong way to, to fish that style. Again, you'll get earth-shattering bites when they're in that mood. Um, a lot of times when I'm running it like that, I'll just feel it get heavy, and the line will move in an unnatural fashion. When I see that, I know I'm in them. I'm in it to win it. Figured it out. Um, <laughs> next one are the shad colored baits the chartreuses and those shad bait fish you know there's a slash in there um, and the whites this is where 
trailers really matter. Another trailer I'll use, excuse me, for, for brim, if I have a brim that's got a really off or, or, or heavy color, I'm looking to make a very slim profile. The hammer shads are perfect for this. Okay, really slim profile. Tubes, don't forget tubes make a great trailer. Okay, um, you know, Zoom makes a great tube. Brown back, orange belly. One of my favorite colorations for a tube to mimic bluegill and perch. Okay, just awesome, especially if they're really small, really, you know, thin, which you'll see this time of the year. Onto the shads. First thing I'll do with any of my trailers for shad colors is I'll try to figure out the size of the bait and I'll look in the water for that. A lot of times I'll see the size. Second thing, conditions. Is the is a you know cloud cover. Heavy cloud cover is gonna tell me right there. Gold blades. Remember guys, cloud cover or dirty water, go with a gold blade. Clear water, we're talking at least three or four feet of visibility. And sunlight, go with the silver blade. Okay. And of course there's always, you know, times when that doesn't work, but for most of the time, <coughs> that's where you want to focus your attention on the blade color. Size of the bait and how I'm going to work it. Okay, size of the, the forage and then how I'm going to need to work it depend on the size of my trailer or what trailer I might use. And I use two styles of trailers, three, for mimicking shad and bait fish. If I'm burning, which is a lot of the time, I scream it. And I'm using a 7-3 to 1 ratio, lose, tournament, MG reel, okay, spooled up with fluorocarbon, okay. Reason for that is it's the same rod that I use for lipless crankbaits. It's the same rod I use for crankbaits, okay. So it's it's got this heavy parabolic on, on the rod itself. It's the crankbait rod from Bull Bay Rods. Okay. It is great for this. And it allows me to switch it out for a crankbait, whatever else, to get it down deep. It just works very well for me. Um, if I'm burning it, I'm using two styles of baits. I'm using the hammer shad on one. Okay because it's just got this thumping, streamlined look to it. It just looks really good in the water. And the second one I'll use is a grub, okay? Um, and I match the color of the skirt to the grub. If I need to be... If I need a darker coloration, let's say it's got a darker back on it, the, the, the baitfish or shad, I'll use one with a dark back on it. Okay, if it is needs to be lighter, I'll use a white or, or pearl. This is where I'll get my, my true coloration down. And that's what I'm burning it. If I'm fishing it, I need to be slow and methodical, or it's dirtier water, or it's harder conditions post-front, I'll put a swim bait on the back of it. Swim bait it pulls a lot more water. So I've got to really work it a little bit slower. And, I, and what I do <coughs> for this is actually a reel and pull. And then a pause, reel, pull, reel, pull. And what it does is it makes it jig up in the water column a little bit. 
works very well when I need to work it slower. Okay? And, you know, I'll, I'll vary it, variations of that, you know, stockier, I'll just cut down that, that swim bait a little bit more. I need a bigger profile, I'll use a bigger, you know, use a full size of, the, of a 6, 7, 8 inch swim bait. And that's how I'll work it if I'm, if I'm in open water. Now, let's say they're not in open water. They're on docks. And I don't want to throw, don't want to throw around the docks because they're under the docks. Right? And I look at what I have and, you know, I've got a split second decision. I don't have time to tie on anything else. Or, I'm just trying to be fun. I'll use a chatterbait as a flip and pitch bait. It is deadly. And we'll get back to that in one second. After we take this quick break, and you're listening to the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Listening to the Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, and we are back. Now, people always ask me, what makes a chatterbait so effective? And I look at them and I go, well, it's a spinnerbait, it's a jig, it's its own, its own entity. You know, and it sounds kind of, you know, weird, but that's, it's, it's true. It's its own thing. It can imitate so many different species, so imitate so many different things, that it's really its own. Now, pit flipping and pitching. I love doing it with the chatterbait, especially if I'm dealing with a lot of uh, weeds or, or dealing with a lot of, um, you know, uh, wood, stuff like that. It runs through it very well. So what I do, again, this is where I use the half ounce. I want to get it down. I want that plate to work while it's going down. I want a lot of things. Some big notes for this. Accurate cast in there using a bulky profile, a rage crawl, um, a swim bait, tail, something. I'm going to pitch it in there. Once it hits the water, I'm going to immediately give it line. I'm going to watch the line, but I'm going to give it line. If you have a, ta- a, a semi-tight line, this is why I use fluorocarbon for this. 
if I have a semi-tight line, that blade doesn't wobble. It just kind of holds still, and the jig just falls down. If I have it on slack line, it'll wobble. What I've had happen is when I'm working deep docks or deep points where I need to flip and pitch from deeper cover, I have found that what happens is, is that with braided line, because I'm only using a short leader, because the braid floats, creates a slight tension on the line, and won't allow that blade to rock. That's why I use fluorocarbon. That fluorocarbon is going to give me a straight line from from where my tip, from where the, the, the line enters the water, to that bait in any water condition. Okay? Which really helps to, to let me understand what's going on. And I'll just feed it. The moment I'll do it, I'll just rip off you know, a, a pull of line, and I'll follow it down. Once I start to see it slightly tighten up, I'll give it some more and let it go down. Absolutely imperative for this technique. Works very, very well. Now, once it's on the bottom, I'll bring it tight. Again, watching that line the entire time. A lot of times when I'll pitch it in there, I'll watch it start to fall. All of a sudden, I'll watch that line pop. That's what I, is the best way to put it. Line kind of jumps. That's a bass. Okay? You'll realize the difference of when it hits brush or uh, stump or whatever. So it won't jump real hard. It'll just kind of uh, stop. And then start laying down on there. When a bass hits it, because he's pushing that blade, you'll actually see an, a, a very, very distinct jump in your line. Reel down, hammer them. Okay? Great thing about these things. You can hammer them pretty hard. Um, but the moment it gets down, bring it tight, and then stroke it. Take the rod tip from pointed at the bait, and bring it up to almost vertical. As hard as you can, give it line. Let it fall back down. Rip it again once it hits the bottom. Do this two or three times. It's a quick way of, of, of fishing. Rip, 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 nothing, reel it in. A lot of times when you start reeling in, you'll hit it. Um, and then move on to the next pitch spot. You know, it could be, you know, two feet away. Put it in there. Rip, 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 nothing. Next spot. Rip, 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 nothing. Rip, rip, nothing. Work that. Work it hard. Okay? What you're doing is, and I love doing this in vegetation, is it's going down. They, they, they watch it go down in the grass. And they kind of lose it. This is, this is the way I'm thinking about it. Is that they, they, they lose it. And when you rip it again... And it blows out of there. I mean, ripping and, and, and slashing at the, the grass, it ignites them, and they hammer it. Um, it's, again, solid technique, and you can do it with a cast as well. Send it out there. Know you're in the grass. Rip it as hard as you can, like a, like a lipless crank. Okay, and you will put more fish in the boat. By using that, experiment with 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 the uh, vibrating jigs. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. I absolutely love them, and um, you know they are a very solid technique for this time of the year. There is never a bad time to not throw uh, a vibrating jig. There you go, Matt.
throwing some uh, some vibrating jigs yep. now, man. Yeah. They work great in the salt water as well. Just saying. I never used them in the salt water, but I should give it a shot. Yeah, I'd highly recommend the pro style. They got a much larger hook on them on the basic chatterbaits. Really heavy duty hook, much larger blade, um, and uh, you know, very, very, very solid setup. So yeah, but that bluefish would love them. <laughs> oh, they they do. And the nice thing is, you can buy extra skirts. So when they tear up the skirts, you're 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 good to go. Nice. Um, you know, they are, they're a solid technique that, you know, if it's way too grassy for a lipless crank, um, they're suspended bass, they're, you know, finicky or, you know, I can't run a spinnerbait for whatever reason. It is the one I go to, and actually, it's actually removes spinner beats for about you know ninety percent of my presentations. If I you know if you could throw a spinner bait, I throw a, uh, a chatter bait instead because it's that constant smacking of that that jig head that just drives them nuts, you know. And I can I can play with the blade, you know. I can bend the blade out, blade the ba- bend the blade in to give it a different variation. Uh, of what I want, and that's that's very cool, and a lot of fun. Um, and you know, uh, anyone who's new to the to go bass fishing with me, you know, they the first thing I do is I give them a chatterbait. You know, it's it's a simple setup. They cast it out, they reel it in, it'll catch fish. And I'll tell them, you know, pause it, stop it, you know, rip it, do everything it's you know, there's not a wrong way to fish it. And, you know, some people call it a stupid bait or a dummy bait. Well, that stupid dummy bait puts a lot of fish on, in the boat and uh, helped me win this past tournament this past weekend. Um, you know, and was, you know, very important, you know, for that tournament. And the tournament I'm talking about, folks, is the Virginia Bass League. It's a interstate league that... Um, based out of Facebook, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Basically, you can fish any water in Virginia as long as you're from Virginia and, um, you know, or living in Virginia at the time. You know, and it's a two-day tournament. Starts midnight Saturday, ends midnight Sunday. Or it starts midnight on Friday, midnight on Sunday. And it's a solid setup. I mean, lots of fun, man. Um, You know, it's uh, CPR, which is great. Um, and it's a total of your five biggest fish from that those two days. And, um, you know, the chatterbait for me worked great. It, you know, we had conditions where, you know, great spinnerbait conditions, but for where I was throwing it, the spinnerbait wouldn't have ran very well. You know, I was dealing with the pre-emergent lily pads next to wood, uh, next to uh, deeper water. And, you know, what I was having when I was throwing a spinnerbait earlier in the day is that those pre-emergent lilies were actually catching the the hooks um, on my spinnerbait for whatever reason, uh, and very frustrating. But I switched over the chatterbait. I was running through those pre-emergent lilies much better, um, 
and it was one of those things where I'd run it through, boom, and I'd hit one. Um, and you know, and I've got to say that you know, a lot of times I was running a lipless crank and ripping the lilies out, ripping them through. And when doing that, you know, I was using a Livingston Pro Ripper. You know, that would ignite the bite, but I was only catching smaller bass. When I switch over to Chatterbait, I can work it slower and allow those bigger hogs to come in and just hammer it, which led to, you know, my winning style. You know, and once the, you know, that, that bite would end, I knew there were still bass there because of where it was situated. I could switch up to a shaky head, Tommy head jigs with a finicky tickler from, um, Power Team Lures, throw it in there, work that bait, and pick up another bass. And that would reignite the school again. And, you know, I'd go back to that, that chatter bait and tear them up until it would die off. Then I'd go back in with that, that sore presentation. And literally, I would sit there, catch two or, two or three bass per technique. You know, and, and in one spot, put 5, 10, 15 bass in the boat in that spot. Before I'd have to move and give it some, some some rest, but I'd come right back and do it all over again, you know, 30 minutes later, which was awesome, you know, and, and that's where having, you know, a, co- a correlation of baits that could turn on, turn them off, and knowing what was happening meant I was being as efficient as possible to get what I needed to get done. If that makes any sense. So, you know, having that knowledge, having seeing that, having that done, it's a huge confidence booster. And not only the bait, but myself and other styles. So, yeah, lots of fun. I had a ton of fun. Um, but I did win. I won by a quarter inch. Um, yeah, I saw that picture of that fish, man. That thing's a pig. Yeah, it was uh, 21 and a quarter, almost 21 and a half. Um, she weighed about 8 pounds, surprisingly. Nice. She was just, you know, she came in the boat, and I immediately, you know, measured and, and weighed her. The moment I did that, she started spitting out um, shad and, you know, and, and, and small bait fish and stuff like that. And she lost about, a you know, half a pound. But she was ready for the spawn. The, the lake that I was fishing on has a very quick um, uh, rise in temp because it's so shallow. It allowed me the ability to just, you know, for these bass to, to be early, or than most bass will in the area. Um, but she was full of row. I mean, you can see her belly. Literally, if I would have taken a shot of, her, of you looking at her, she was, you know, all love, you know, almost a foot you know, in circumference, you know, just just a big old fatty, um, so yeah, I mean, it's cool to have that, you know, to have a bass like that, and then I caught a 20 and a, and two 18s, and, uh, you know, if, if I was fishing a, a, a BASS tournament, where I needed a five fish bag, that five fish bag, if it was a single day tournament, would have won me a tournament, you know, in a lot of places. You know, it's not Gunnersville where you're looking at, you know, everyone catching six-pound bass. 
But for not, I'm gonna say 80% of your tournaments, you put a bag like that up, you're gonna win. You know, and that that's without you know, without a question. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. You know, so check them out on Facebook, folks. Uh, it's Virginia Bass League. Also check out Virginia Kayak Anglers. Great group of guys. Lots of information, and uh, you know, uh, feel free to ask questions. That's all I got, man. You got anything? Hey, man! Excellent show. Chatterbaits. I like it. Chatterbaits. Vibrating jigs. Not just for the bedroom. Anyway, with that. I think we're done with the night. With that being said, uh, I'd like to thank all my personal sponsors, Orca Coolers, Bull Bay Rods, Jackson Kayak. Can't say enough about Jackson Kayak, y'all. Um, Unfair Lures and Tommy Head Jigs. Can't do this without you guys or you, the listener. Um, thank you so much. Really means a lot. So with that Don't forget being, Bull Bay Rods. I said Bull Bay Rods. Is it? Probably your first one. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one. Because uh, I got it written down. <laughs> um, nice. So with all that being said, take get fishing, get out in the outdoors. Truly make some, some real memories. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good if it's floating away as you're sinking. None. And remember, if you get out this weekend... To get you a fish, oh man! <laughs> yeah. Hope everyone has a great night. Catch you next time on the Low Sodium Show. Good night, everybody. <laughs>